Well, good morning, church. This is always an incredibly special day here at Southern Hills. Uh, And every year, uh, this day reminds me of how generous this church family can be. Every year, I am thankful all over again for all the ways that so many of the people in this church family find new ways to dig deep and to to try our hardest to be a blessing uh, to other people out of the the blessings that we ourselves have have received from God. Every, Every year, even in a year like this year, right, a year with countless ups and downs, and in some ways we may feel like this year has had more downs than ups, uh, in a, a time like now where we, we know, we, we are fully aware of the fact that we don't know what's going to happen next, that we're not able to predict what will, will happen in the year that is to come, though I need to confess to you, it feels really good to be thinking about 2021 uh, instead of only thinking about 2020. Right, that, that we really have this hope inside of us that, that even now, maybe even now more than ever, we realize just how much our world stands in need of the life-saving, life-changing love of Jesus. That now more than ever, we know, we realize how important it is that we both make and keep promises to do whatever we can to help more and more people be introduced to the the Holy One who died so that they could truly live. The the cross of Christ reminds us, doesn't it, that, that reaching people with God's good news requires great sacrifice, right? That, that we are not able to share the good news of the gospel without us giving everything that we can to the cause. That Jesus illustrates that for us and then calls us to follow in his example. We, we can't reach all of the lost and hurting and broken people in this world by just kind of sitting back and waiting for it to somehow happen without us. No, we are called, brothers and sisters, we're called to be people who do everything we can to partner with God in helping make that happen. It takes real effort. It takes real focus. It takes real sacrifice. And it takes every single one of us to play a part. I remember growing up in church and, and listening. I have all these memories in my heart of, of listening to missionaries who would, would travel from you know, across the ocean to come here and be in the States and, and to tell stories of how our financial generosity had helped them, had, had opened doors for them so that they could share the good news of Jesus with people who needed it the most. And, and oftentimes it really was that they were sharing with people who were halfway around the world from me. And I remember the pictures they would bring. And I can, I can see those specific faces of men, women, and children whose lives have been touched by the hope that we had helped make possible. And I... I remember being filled with this overwhelming sense that, that I had the opportunity when those missionaries would be there and they would start to talk about the chances we had to, to continue supporting them and, and to be there for them in any way that we could, that, that I could be a part of something that was a whole lot bigger than just myself, that, that I could be a part of something, in fact, that was big enough to positively impact every single person on the face of the earth. And so I, I remember... 
when I was growing up, before I was, was even in my teens, I would, would try my best to save and to scrape together, you know, for my weekly allowance and all of the, the lawns I was mowing and all the other side jobs that I had. I would try to gather together as much as I could to give to them because I always felt like it was clear to me that the money I would give to them was going to matter, was going to do something, was going to make a difference. It always felt like it went a lot farther than any other way that I could possibly use that money, especially on myself. And so this morning, I'm filled with that same anticipation, that same excitement, that we have an opportunity this morning to do something sacrificial together that we know really and truly matters. Not just in this moment, but in this moment and on into eternity. It really matters, brothers and sisters. Our ability to respond to this moment, the decision we make and how we react to this opportunity, it, it contains within it the potential because of God for us to be a part of something where, where we could bring about real and, and total complete change in someone else's life far beyond anything that we could ever accomplish just on our own, far beyond anything we could ask or imagine. In the 10th chapter of Paul's letter to the Romans, the apostle is talking about what it's like for us to be people who who do what we can to help others encounter Jesus. And he writes these words, as scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame for there is no difference. Between Jew and Gentile, the same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they're sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Now, when you pay attention to the the actions that Paul lists in this passage... You, you get a pretty clear picture of the key pathway that most people take when it comes to entering into a saving relationship with God. And it takes a little bit of work to see it because Paul actually lists them in reverse order. Right? But if we kind of put them in logical sequence, this is how it goes. Sin, preach, hear, believe, reach out to God, receive salvation. Right now, those last four, those have everything to do with the people that we're trying to reach for Christ. But those first two, send and preach, those are two things that, that we're called to do as God's people. Right? And it's only if, if we are involved in sending and preaching that then other people have the opportunity to hear and believe and reach out to God and receive the salvation that we know, even if they don't know it, we know they need it more than anything else. Now, when it it comes to us reflecting on, okay, what does it mean for us to be ascending church? What does it mean for us to send people? Well, we don't just mean that that means we, we uh, choose some folks among us who we're going to send out from us, and we hope everything turns out well for them, right? When we're going to send people, it means that we're also going to choose not just for them to go, but we're going to choose to do anything we can to support them as they go. Right, that, that we're going to find ways to support them in prayer. That we're going to consistently and faithfully lift them up to God the Father. 
asking God to be with them, for God to open their eyes, for God to open doors for them, for opportunities. We're going to support them financially, right? We're going to partner with them so that they can focus on, on reaching out to people with, with every waking moment instead of having to, to also, on top of that, try to pay the bills. We're, we're going to support them through encouragement. We're going to send cards, notes, uh, text messages, emails. We're going to make phone calls. We're going to set up video calls. We're going to do anything we can for them to know how important it is to us that they're there doing the work of God. And we're going to support them in visiting them when we can, being there for them, walking alongside of them, getting to witness what what's going on, how God is working through them in that place. Now, obviously, we've kind of had to hit the pause button on being able to go and visit and be there with our missionary families, but our hope is that sooner then later we're going to be able to pick up that ministry to them again. When we send people out into the world, what I'm trying to say here is we, we're not in some kind of out of sight, out of mind situation. We're in a even though you're gone from us, we carry you really close in our hearts every single day kind of situation. And what are we hoping that they're going to be able to, to do through our support? Well, we hope that they're going to preach, right? We, we hope that they're going to share the good news of the gospel. But when we say preach, we don't just mean the task of talking about God. We mean the twin tasks of both showing and telling other people about God. Now, why is it important that it's not only speaking? Well, it's because... Unless people can see the goodness of God breaking into their lives, it's rare that they're going to give you just a lot of their time to patiently listen to you talk about God. They've got to see it. They've got to experience it. They've got to know it. They've got to have questions because of what they're experiencing. In Luke chapter 10, when Jesus sends out 72 of his followers to reach people in his name, he gives them instructions on exactly how he wants them to carry out that mission. And he says in verse 8, When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is offered to you, heal the sick who are there, and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. Now, there's a clear order here. There's a sequence that I'm convinced that Jesus is expecting us to notice. First, he says, heal the sick. Then tell them that experience of healing means that the kingdom of God has come near to them. Right? In other words, do something that helps people taste the blessings of the kingdom before you start describing the kingdom, before you tar- start talking about it, before you tell them that it's important for them to be a part of it. Help them taste it. Too often, brothers and sisters, I feel like we're tempted to fall into the habit of assuming that talking in and of itself is enough to convince people. And it just isn't. You know, folks need an experience before they need an explanation. They need an encounter before they need an education. This is not a matter of either or. I'm not saying here that people need an experience more than they need an explanation or they need an encounter more than they need an education. I'm saying that this is a matter of what comes first and then what comes next. First, Jesus says to us, do whatever you can to help everyone in any way that you can. Right? Heal what needs healing. Do what you can. And then when they're experiencing that goodness, tell them that 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 goodness is flowing into their lives 
not from just any place, but from the kingdom of God. If we want our missionaries all over the world to be able to effectively reach people for Christ through their words, they need the financial resources it takes to help people around them experience God's healing goodness. They're going to need the financial resources it takes to help the people around them encounter God's providential care. It's not enough for them to be really good at talking about that stuff. People need to feel it. And then they need someone to explain to them what it means. And I am proud to tell you that this past year, because of your financial generosity, our missionaries all over the place were able to do just that. And in a time in our world when it is, it is painfully obvious to people that they need more from us than just talk, they need action, we were able to send additional funds to all of our missionary families with the, the specific purpose of finding ways to help the people who are hurting in their communities because of the unique situation that COVID created. We were able to say to them, look, we know just like here in Abilene, we know just like here in the States where things are, are difficult and they're challenging, maybe more than they've ever been before, that you're going to have new opportunities that you didn't anticipate at the beginning of this year and we want you to be able to respond to what's going on around you. We want you to be able to help people. And what that means is because of your giving, we were able to equip our missionaries to take advantage of this moment, to make the most of this opportunity in a time when it's clear that people need to experience and encounter the gospel, we help them do that, experience the, the gospel truth that even if everything else in this world is falling apart, our God is here and our God is powerful and our God, our God alone is able to carry them through. And I can promise you, I can promise you because we've been hearing stories from those missionaries that their ability to respond to those needs, their ability to heal and then speak, it's changing the way the people around them are listening to them as they talk about Jesus. And that's why today is so very important. You and I get a chance to be a part of that. We get to be a part of keeping that going. We have a chance to be a part of how God is using this unprecedented moment in time to soften hearts and to help our missionaries reach souls that maybe before all this wouldn't have, wouldn't have even been reachable. So I, I'm encouraging every person in this room. I'm encouraging everyone in our church family who's watching us at home online. We need to do everything we can. We, we need to give all that we can give. And we need to pray that God is going to take what we give and multiply it. Take what we give and turn it into something that, that creates a lasting and eternal impact that only God can help bring about. And we're about to do that in just a few moments, but I've got to walk you through uh, the logistics of, of how we're going to, to do this this year. Obviously, it's a little more uh, complicated than years in the past because we're almost always here together in one place, and, and at this point, we're kind of spread all over the place. So, Let's start with those of us who are in the room or those of us online who have a pledge card uh, in our hands. If you're here in the room, they were on the chairs near you. If you're at home, hopefully you received this in the mail uh, several weeks ago. Uh, we ask you to fill out a pledge card if you want to give 
throughout the, the next 12 months more than you're able to give all today. So what I want to really reiterate to you for the sake of Cindy, the, the woman in our church family who has to keep track of all this stuff, we make her job a lot easier if you don't include anywhere on this pledge card the donations you're giving today. Okay, These pledge cards are for the future. And then we just always, you know, hoping that someone's got an extra million dollars lying around. We use that as the example of how to fill the card out, okay? So you're able to fill out, this is what I want to give each week, or this is how I'd like to give each month, or you pick your own schedule of how you think you're going to be able to give. You fill that out, you make sure the math adds up, you write a total, and then in a few minutes, when I stop talking, you're going to have an opportunity to put this along with any checks or cash, the gifts that you're going to give today, into those orange buckets that are all located near our regular offering boxes in the room, okay? The pledge card is only for the future. And again, those of you at home who have these from uh, the letter that we sent home, please just mail this or any donation that you have. Get it to us at the church office, uh, and we'll be looking for that in, in this upcoming week. Now, if you want to give online, whether you're in the room or you're at home. Um, you can do both a pledge card online or you can obviously give online. The pledge card can be found at sohillschurch.org harvest. Um, and this isn't just like something you're doing to help remind yourself. This will actually uh, be information that the church office is able to have so that we can know today how you're planning to give uh, throughout the next 12 months. And that's important for our planning purposes uh, for us to know that. So please, if you're going to give uh, throughout the year, please fill out a pledge card, whether it's a physical card or it's that e-card online. And then if you want to set up a gift, uh, please do that as well. Obviously today, uh, we want to make sure that your gifts go where you want them to go. And so as you set up that donation, whether it's one-time gift or a recurring gift, you need to make sure that you choose under fund uh, the missions fund. It's set, the default is at our, our regular weekly giving. Um, and so make sure that for this offering, you have clicked missions or for those future gifts that you want to go to harvest that you've clicked missions. Okay, are we clear with all that? There's a lot of options here, a lot of ways to get confused. I hope it was clear. Um, what we want to do is give everyone a, a few minutes here to do that, to fill out the pledge card, to turn it in. If you're here in the room, to to fill it out at home, to submit it if, if you're uh, going to do that online. And we're going to hear from some of the members in our church family who are, are some of our, our most committed people when it comes to our, our missions approach and that are the members of the IMT. They'll be talking over us, sharing their hearts as we do this. So I'll stop talking now. And I just, just ask that we pray that God blesses this commitment we have as a church family to do all that we can to be a blessing to the world uh, in Jesus' name. According to the Bible, Revelation 5-9, Jesus' blood has redeemed men from every tribe and tongue and nation. So we want as many people as possible all over the world to be told of the saving blood of Jesus. I think the hopes and the dreams of the IMT are to, to wisely use the money that is given uh, by the members of this church to support our missionaries and the work that they do throughout the world. We don't want to just maintain. We want to keep dreaming. We want to keep reaching and we want to keep being able to share opportunities, not just with our missionaries, but with opportunities they learn of that we can help with. I think the hopes of the IMT are that everybody in our congregation is 
um, involved and interested in missions. Whether that's by giving or whether that's through prayer or text or phone call, we would just love for everybody to be involved. Southern Hills has strong missionaries in key places throughout the world. We would very much like for our missionaries to know they're a part of our family and feel like they're our family. We have an amazing group of missionaries. They are not only great evangelists, but they are great people. Our missionaries are the best of us. When we say God's hand and feet, we mean that because they are doing amazing God work all over the world. They've been chosen by God to be in the place, the specific place where they are. They're super invested. They found their niche in whatever part of the world they're in. I think our missionaries go the extra mile always thinking outside the box and they're always looking for ways to minister to those around them. I think they look at situations creatively and tenaciously and lovingly and that even though a lot of snowballs have been hurled at us all this year, they've figured out ways to keep serving in creative and beautiful ways. Because of the worldwide pandemic, we've been able to give our missionaries additional money because we can't go and travel and go on Let's Go trips. So they get to help their friends with food, additional food, and maybe even a roof over their head for another month. One of our missionaries has told us that whenever we sent them a little bonus money for food, that we saved lives. And he meant it. Our giving this year, literally. We can focus on the opportunities we're being given and the challenges we're being given. And that's what I think our missionaries have done. COVID has probably given us a greater opportunity to be part of missionaries' lives, to help people that are, are just trying to survive and trying to pay bills and trying to to put food on the table and it's given us an opportunity to open doors uh, for Christ's love. Thank you, Southern Hills, for the support of our mission efforts here. You have been so wonderful in supporting us in many ways. Your mission-mindedness and generosity are well known in our brotherhood and we have just been so grateful for the giving and the generosity of this church. The funds that this church is generously giving in a tough economic situation for a lot of people this year has been unbelievable. And I'm just so appreciative and I'm so proud of our church. We cannot begin to thank you enough for partnering with us, the IMT, and with them to do what they do. My my appreciation for Southern Hills is double fist bumps. I just, you never disappoint and I know that we won't this time. Let's go guys. Let's do what God enables us to do.